Ne Beca? Thanks for tuning in again with another episode, Jonesy with Jonesy podcast. Y'all know I appreciate you. Today's episode, we're going to be having a conversation with my girl, Jade. I've grown up with Jade, known her. Actually, I don't, we're like family at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you have these friends that your parents and stuff been friends for so long that you've been friends for so long that y'all just like family, don't even know how it started, but you know where you are now. So it's just one of those type of situations. My homegirl, Jade, um, an awesome woman. Like, the things that she does, I don't I don't want to take too much of her shine. I'm going to let her introduce herself. We are going to be on an Instagram Live on this episode, so it may seem a little bit different, more like a conversation, however you take it. But I just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time. Thanks for tuning in. How you doing, Jade? Oh, man. I'm doing. It has been a rough few days, Okay rough few days but i'm happy we can talk about things openly now that we've had a few days like process and things so how you doing i'm doing better you know after like you said we do need some time to process you know at first you know last week the beginning of the week it was a little rough you know dealing with all that stuff and honestly i didn't really i didn't really have words it was more like let me just process what i just saw like, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, I saw the video and stuff, and I, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have watched that video. Um, from ne- moving forward, I don't want to see videos like that anymore. Like, I don't think that it's healthy mentally. It's not good. The way I reacted from watching that video, I surprised myself. And I was like, wow, I don't like that. So let me not watch these videos anymore. But um, it's better, though, you know, because I'm processing, you know, like you said, and I think it's good for us to process. I think it's good for us to cool down. You know, sometimes things happen and... You just heat it up, you know, and you're in your emotions and to act while you're in heated emotions might not be the best thing. So it's definitely a good thing to process and kind of cool down a little bit so that we can start planning better, working together and stuff. Like you said, you know, this is all about collaborating today. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you hit it right on the head when you talk about the, the anger. A lot of times when we're thinking about the now, our emotions are not driving the smartest decisions and sometimes we say things and do things that we cannot take back mm-hmm. and later we we start thinking oh i should have would have could have so taking a moment to really process and and that step back to start thinking about what can we do that's going to be a long lasting impact not an immediate impact and so um you know that's right now where i'm at and, and what i'm doing here in our community, and um, I'm in Florida, so Jackson, the collaboration part of things, it, it, that's difficult to have to navigate through because sometimes, you know, it's like there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. 
mm-hmm. everybody wants to have their name stamped on it, and they're not looking at the end results of how what you can build together. So, um, yeah, that's something that I've been teaching a lot here as a mentor and something I hope to share with some more of, you know. So what do you do? You said you're a mentor. What is it that you do, actually? So I mentor in business, but I also mentor at um, one of the local missions. Um, so it is a homeless mission, not a, a shelter, which is a little slightly different than a shelter. It doesn't provide any housing. However, it provides resources for homeless and people with financial hardships. So um, what happens is the people come in, they teach them a vocational skill, and um, they have to do a certain amount of hours of training during the week, Monday through Friday. So what I'm doing is I bring in my myself and a team, and I bring in people with different skill sets than myself so that we nice. can hit them from all angles and help them understand what exactly um, you know it takes to not only get the job but to keep the job and also elevate within your job, which um, it's not a, these are skills that are not being taught at home. No, they're not. So, and, and it's hard to teach them, and, and I know you probably could speak to this part, in the, in the classroom because you have so much and so many students and so much on your plate already so it's not something that the cognitive thinking skills that we can focus on on our youth right and so the program i'm working with i'm working with all adults you won't believe i had the first ever i gave somebody their first ever um resume and he was 53 years old wow he had never even had a resume wow so the resources and, and they've been the here that like, you're talking about American citizens right I'm talking about American citizen a grown 53 year old black man who has never had a resume wow never even could not think or fathom so some of the people that come into the program their learning levels um, are not up to what we would consider hireable mm-hmm. as it is so if you don't have the skill sets from a degree perspective You've got people with limited resources that at minimum need the cognitive thinking skills to be able to work in their field. Right. So speaking from a teacher perspective, you know, I know you can share on how difficult it is to teach this at children level. Right. Let alone not have to teach it at an adult level, you know. But even at the high school level, you know, kids are starting to get jobs and there's certain things that basic skills that you would think to fill out a job application that kids need to know that they may not know. So it's, it happens all around. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, um, you know, so when we talk about cognitive thinking skills, we're thinking about, um, you know, how do you communicate with your peers? What's teamwork look like? And what, you, what happens when you don't like somebody at your job? Right. And how do you, how do you handle, handle that? Right. And so these are basic fundamental skills that help people elevate Mm -hmm. and when you're dealing with people who don't have these skills even in a basic fundamental you know you have a lot of people who have limited resources they're gonna act out and be angry and and, and riot it's gonna happen because they haven't been taught problem solving i actually teach a class about problem solving so i have people that's in the class and we do and in order to help accommodate their learning level we actually do it in skits which is quite hilarious, actually, because I play the role of someone who's being a little um, extra, mm-hmm. and I'll roll my eyes during the conversation, mm. and I'll have a little attitude, and I'll ask the students, I'll say, 
point out to me what I did that was not right or was not suitable for the conversation. They'd be like, oh, well, you had your hand on the hip and oh, you rolled your neck and oh, you had this. So we'll do skits like that in order to help them understand like what I was doing wrong. And then I show them the right way to do it. And then we do the same thing with interviewing. Okay, when you're interviewing, don't share all that personal information. Right. And, I, and, it, and the sad part is when I had the conversation about the interviewing was that um, I had a young woman who told me that she um, just wanted her kids back. That's why she wanted this job. And mm. I said, you know what? I, I feel for you. I know you want your kids back, but that's not something you should say in the interview. So me having to tell you, mm-hmm. these are the things that you, yes, transparency is normally great, but when you're trying to put on that frontal, you know, they don't know you. It's the first impression. They don't want to hear about how you lost your kids. It's they just boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, being real is what's hot in the streets always. And so now we've got people upset going ham out there because they haven't really been receiving the skills that, that they need in order to accommodate the situation in here or adapt, shall I say, adapt to the situation that is at hand. Right. So, you know, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, no, I know. But, you know, like you said, you know, I think it's definitely our topic today, like you said, collaborating, collaboration and stuff is definitely a time for people to be thinking about that because this is the only way that we're going to make it and be successful at anything. Like, you know, we have to definitely plan. And the only way you can have things executed properly is if you plan and think about anything that you do in life. You know, when you just jump off and just do things randomly, it may not. Sometimes you get lucky and it comes out great and sometimes it doesn't. But when you actually properly plan you know, things happen. And um, I think people need to understand what I've been seeing a lot is different generations, like our parents' generation and our generation, where we all have been experiencing the same different disparities throughout society. But it's a little bit different for us than it was for our parents. So now we see things different. And just like you said, that man that was 53 years old that never had a resume, there's people out there that like just like that, that don't have this education of different things. So they're ready to just fight. So now we have people, you know, our generation that's out there like, hold on, I understand what you're going through. I understand the pain and everything that you're feeling, but we got to do things different. We can't do it like this. We can't have the 60s again. That's not happening. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be worse. It's going to be more people dying with the... Everything COVID going on and stuff like that, it's not good. So we need to learn how to work together. And yeah, you're going to see that everyone might not see things the way you see it. Everyone might not see things the way you want them to see it. But that's okay because that's the whole process of having things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't have everybody on the same page. Everybody's going to be on different pages. But if everybody's on the same page, you know, that's just not how the world works. So I think it's important for people to know that, you know, it's good to work together with people. You've seen how collaborating with people and different things with all the wedding planning and stuff that you've been doing and the business things that you're doing, mentorship and everything. You see the difference. Like, what do you see as far as some solutions that we can have for ourselves as a society moving forward and collaborating? Well, first things first, um, a home base, right? Um, I like. I wish that I could see more of what the NAACP should be doing. Let's just say that. But you know, when I think about um, a strong unified message, what is the message that we need to um, you know get across? Which is think about uh, the policy and the reform. Yes, 
people saying we need to vote, right? We need to go out and we need to vote. Here's the thing that they're not thinking about. Are people fully knowledgeable about what is involved with politics? Right. Are you just picking a name? Right. Are you just picking Democrat versus Republican? So there's an education level that has to happen, right? So um, what are the resources that we can put out? And, and things of that nature. How can we get people more access to resources so that they can be a lot more knowledgeable? Now, here's the other side of that piece. Um, when they go into the protest, okay, for instance, here in Jacksonville, they're protesting to release the body cam footage for what has happened here, right? And so um, the situation lies where they are saying, hey, release this footage, release this footage so we can see if the injustices here were truly, you know, injustice as we think they are so that we can prove them wrong right. Okay, we get it released. What's next? There has to be a strategy. It has to be an end game because they can release it now and now what? what's going to happen a year from now? We're protesting again, asking for the same. So a great friend of mine, he's a, he is a firefighter and he went through an, a year-long training here. But the police only go through a six-month training. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about the differences in education that they do. They put the fire stations in the community. The community with the firemen are actually involved in the community, right? So they're actually interacting with the people in the neighborhood, okay? They're, they're responsible for it. They stay overnight, right? Wow. So then you have an element of training that firefighters go through that, that cops aren't going through. That's different. So there's different. an educational piece. Now, the other side of that is they actually share um, an, another piece of education with the firemen that is how do you speak to the youth how do you handle the elderly when they don't want to come out of their house and they have a fire which apparently happens but there's a level of communication that is also taught to the firemen who's in a year-long program that the police are not into wow. so again if, if, if we have people out here that's angry and they're willing to fight and all these things but they don't have the knowledge they're not informed about what it's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what you don't know yet, right? So becoming more knowledgeable about how our process and our system is ran and then going to those politicians and to the people and saying, here's what we want to see. Right. This is how you can work on this. And right. then taking a step further, there was a sting operation in a lot of different cities where they would actually implant certain officers into those communities and figure out which police were corrupt, which one are the racist people that's out there yeah, that I heard saying about that. things and doing things. So there's been cities that have done that too. So there's a lot of things that we could push for and implement. You know, hey, you didn't turn your body cam on. Maybe not, there was nothing that an injustice happened, but who's checking the audit of the body? Right. Maybe there needs to be a rule for that. There's a whole nother process that could be implemented to hold people accountable. There's not a checks and balances. That's and the so, problem, the checks and balances. There's no checks and balances. Exactly. And it, we need it through the whole system. Right. It's not, you know, people are angry at all police. Whenever you see a police officer in uniform, you're angry. No, don't. There's a whole system. Right. A whole system. You know, if anyone has seen the um, Central Park 5 Netflix thing, you see how the system is all connected in so many different ways. There's a system to it, and we can't just attack one thing. We have to find different ways to go behind the scenes, to get the knowledge, to figure out what we need to know, and then present that. Exactly. I agree. And, and we have to do that together as a team, right? Yep. So this brings us back to the collaboration effort. If... If you're building a team, 
you have qualities and you have assets that you bring to the table that I may not bring to the table and vice versa. And being able to, instead of trying to be superwoman, because we that's what we've been in our family units, mm -hmm. we're always trying to be the one that takes care of everybody else yep. and always looking out for everybody and thinking, oh, I got to be the strongest one in the bunch and I have to be, you know, it, which creates, unfortunately, crabs in a bucket. It does, because Everybody everybody's competing. Be and be the number one savior, superwoman, superman. But unfortunately, that does not, that system doesn't work. What actually works is when we're dealing with people who are able to attribute different qualities in them. So for instance, my quality is strategic planning. Mm -hmm. So I can envision yes. what the goal is 10 years out, and I can lay out the plan and the foundation, the blueprint and then I may bring someone in who's a great recruiter of people, of the of the army, of the team, the street team, right? right. That can bring that element in. Then I'm going to bring in somebody who can do website and graphics and design. Right. And piecing together a team that makes a superhuman team, not just a superwoman or a superman. Right. So that part of the collaboration is not there. We got this campaign over here. I'm, I'm thankful that we got more non-black supporters than ever before yes right yes but there's this message over here there's this message over here there's not a uniform there's no yeah message right so, so that's you, why it's you, chaos exactly and, and, and <clears throat> so you've seen the blackout day right that they have from july 7th mm -hmm. that's the most uniform thing i've seen mm -hmm. so far i i like that so july july 7th 2020 um you're supposed to not spend your dollar. You know, black and brown people don't spend your dollar. We really want to show how much we can affect the economy, you know, in so many different ways. If you are going to spend your dollar, spend it in black business. But at the same time, we really want to shake and show things how much of an impact that we can make. You know, people sit here and act like, you know, they consider us, put us to the side. And I'm not saying everybody, obviously. And it's like they think that we can't do things. But when we get together man the things that can happen like just like you said you have different people with different skill sets put them all together and put the differences aside and just focus on the goal focus on where we're trying to get to what the mission is and yes it might take a little bit more time than you think because think about what's going on now the um 60s wasn't that long ago our parents grew up in that stuff you know what i'm saying so from then to now I can see that we can make a change. We still have the ability to make change. Our generation, even the generations younger than us, but we definitely, we could start now. And yep, collaborating is it. We have to start working together. And, and a lot of people know when the Civil Rights Act was signed in 1964. Right. But a lot of people don't realize that it was a 10-year fight for that one document. Right. So with that being said, it takes strategy, planning, time, resources it's not an immediate re interaction no. that we're going to get a reaction from them right right we can we can ask for we want this now that's great and we continue to say that we should but we need a strategy and a plan that was a 10-year movement crazy and even after that things still was series that talks about um wealth in our nation that talked about the housing, com the, the issues, the complexity, right, of the redlining. Right. So that even after they gave us civil rights, they found loopholes that continue to just knock us off of the pedestal and figuring that out. So, again, it's a 
very long haul fight. And wait, if you watch the Netflix series as well, right? They also talk about how we were a big impact in the recession that happened in 2008 when they gave out to black churches subprime loans in the mortgage industry. So that's a whole little lot of loopholes that they're finding always to continue. So we have to stay on top of everything. We have to stay smarter than they could ever imagine us to be. But we cannot do that without education, without the resources that we need. I was just reading a comment. It said, um, we need intellectual and powerful brothers with experience on both sides on the, of the spectrums and our sisters too. I definitely agree with that. Our folks need to be let our folks need to let go of our egos and sense of attachment. Attachment to all these things except forward progress is our, yes. It's crazy. And um, I definitely agree with that knowing the both sides, you know, coming from our families, you know, having law enforcement and stuff in our family we see both sides, you know, we see what it's like on both sides. And obviously our family went into law enforcement to kind of make this, to make the system better and stuff. My sister and future brother-in-law just became officers and they're doing the same thing. You know, we do have to infiltrate the system and it's deeper than that. You know, it's, and it's bigger. We have to do more than what we just think, you know, you, you can't just get here and then say, all right, I did what I had to do. No, there's always work going on. Like my dad, before he retired, I was like, all right, dad, so you're about to retire. What are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm chilling. I'm like, dude, you still living though. Really? Like you chilling. He's still, he's been working since he's been retired. He's been working on projects, all different type of things. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Progress. You're always doing something. So you always have to have a plan so that you're not just in chaos. Right. I agree. Cause it gets crazy and working together. Like I've seen. Um, I don't know if you've seen pictures because my friend Jade, she lives in Florida, guys. Uh, have you seen pictures of me and Sheena's brunch? Um, we hosted two brunches, Gem Checkup. Now, I've never hosted an event or anything. Girl, you, you look, you do this. You the event planner. But I've never hosted an event or anything. Like, that first brunch, I was so nervous. But the thing is, like, my, my friend, like, she was... We had each other's back and working together like we do have different skills. And I know, I know what you're talking about when it's like you bring different skill sets to the table and you make it happen. Like me and my friend, we have different skill sets. Our communication skills sometimes are different. So it's like she'll handle something a little bit better than me because I might be like, like, you know what? I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So it's like different things. We made that happen. And when we ha- made it happen again the second time, I was like, wow, like we did that. And like on my own, I'm sitting here like. Okay, I could, I could probably do it, but it, w- it wouldn't be the same. Like, when you're working with different people, you're talking to different people, communicating, getting different knowledge, and just building and growing, things really happen. And that's it like... like a puzzle piece, didn't it? Yes, it really did. And I think what really pushed me more was, like, you know, being a distributor for It Works and stuff like that. That pushed me more than anything because being a distributor for that company, I see collaboration on another level. Like, black women helping each other out like yo here's some ideas for your business here's some ideas for your business you need help we can meet up we can, like it's cr- i've never seen it before you were used to seeing you know black women tear each other down competing and stuff like that or what yeah. no what, let's do this together we on the side of each other let's do this together if i'm ahead of you how can i bring you to my level that's the type of stuff that we need to start doing because that's the only way that we can have progress we're not gonna have progress if we're competing with each other we got to compete with the world. We have to compete with our country. It's already hard enough being a woman of color and then 
being a woman as it is. That's right? what I'm saying. So that that is a whole nother. <laughs> we talk about feminism and women another day. That's not for today's conversation. Another can <laughs> of worms. <laughs> <laughs> right, that part. Okay, especially I came out of a 13 year corporate career. So. But yo, it's um, great what I've been seeing with all of these different women collaborating and stuff like that. Is re- I, I love it. I love it. And you know what? Um, I think a lot of people don't do, especially when they're starting business. So we talked about you and it works. Like what a lot of people don't do is pair with stronger people. They want to just be the strongest. And that doesn't work because the reality is yep. you may you may think you know it all, but you, again, I, I said this to you before. You don't know what you don't know yet. So giving people the opportunity to show you something different and not coming to the table like you know everything right. as well, it opens up doors. It opens up more opportunity for you. And you didn't even, that you would not have known if you just continued on by yourself, the Lone Ranger, with no help and support. Right. They Open say you can't do it on your own. Exactly. You have to be and, coachable. And then also bringing each other's networks together, too. I don't know everybody that you know. You don't know everybody that I know. Let's come together and then bring everybody to the table. Right. And then tell those people to bring five or ten people, right? Right. We don't know everybody. No, you're absolutely right. You know, especially at our level of things, I've I've actually been um, pouring into and, like, sending letters to, like, influential people because I'm like, someone needs to lead the path that's influential, right? So I've been writing letters because I'm thinking, like, okay, Maybe somebody will read one of my letters. I've just been writing. That's dope. I, I don't know who's going to read it. I, I sent one to Killer Mike. I sent one to wow. like I just sent to people who've been having active conversation because I have a lot of ideas, but it's I don't have the platform for that. You know, and I personally, I don't even care who gets the credit. I just care that it gets implemented. Right. Right. So like we have all these ideas, and when you don't worry about who gets the credit, everybody can win. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it. When we you don't worry together. about who gets the credit, that's really key because sometimes, you know, you could be worried so worried about getting the credit that you're missing the whole point, the whole exactly. point of the mission. You know, just like all of this stuff that's going on. A lot of I feel like a lot of people, they want to cause destruction and stuff, and they might have other people out there just recording them just to get the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like... No, we. It's not about that. We got to put in this work. We got to collaborate. We got to work together, and we got to make things better. Yeah. Love yeah. is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's more powerful than hate. It might What's be. It, like, it might be harder, but it's more powerful. What's it been like in your city? I, you know, I'm in Florida, but what's it been like? Man, I haven't been in the bar. Well, I, I went to Manhattan once. I was a little nervous, but I was like, I gotta drive through Manhattan. It was my birthday, and I was like, Nah, man, I ain't going nowhere for my birthday. I gotta drive to Manhattan, but um. The boroughs, from what I've seen on the news this past week, has been crazy, and it's like I didn't, I didn't think, I wasn't expecting this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, as far as Minnesota with the chaos, I, I was expecting that, but I wasn't thinking that the chaos was about to get, you know. And th- this is not over. Like, no, everything that's been happening this year, it's like it's not over. Nothing's over. We don't know what's gonna happen and stuff like that. So I've just been. I've been home. I've been home. I've been taking uh, trips to the parks. I've been at the beach a lot, like at the park, taking walks and stuff, you know, trying to just free my mind and kind of like being back to my own reality and what what I got going on as opposed to what the TV would want you to have going on in your mind and stuff like that. Um, It's crazy out here, though. I know a lot of people that have 
caught in the coronavirus. A lot, a lot of people I know have survived. There are a few people that I know have passed on from it. And it's scary because it's like, because I know so many people who have contracted it. It's like, mm, we need to stay in the house. Like this whole hanging out on, I've been seeing people having parties and stuff. I'm like, no, no. Listen, I, let's do this next year. Can we do this next year? It's okay right now. Just stay home and focus on you and build. Build what you need to build. You know? If you want to learn how to do some makeup, go learn how to do some makeup. Just, you know, anything. Just, we got to be careful. And that's the other scary thing with this whole, with everything going on with the protests. It's like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Man, listen. There's people out there with a mask on in our cities. I'm like, Listen, they have people out here in Comac, Plainview. I don't know if you remember the towns. I do remember the towns. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> they had people out here in different towns and protesting. And I drove by and I was honking my horn and waving and yelling and stuff. And I didn't get out of my car because I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do all of that right now. But it was like crazy. I'm like, y'all never seen no stuff like this out here. Man, so here's another side of this. We are a very, um, we're about 900,000 population, so we're not right at, a little bit at almost to a million, right? Mm -hmm. But we're not a high-traffic tourist place, like Miami or Fort Lauderdale. So Jacksonville is not a huge tourist. We actually, um, it's a funny thing, our numbers were so low. We were the last city in the country to shut down, and we were the first to open up. What? Yes, yes, oh yes, and you can, if you want to go to the beach here, okay, it, there's not a single soul, you go to the gas station, the restaurant, there's not a single soul with a mask on, here, oh yeah, no, no, they, the, they just feel exempt, so, they feel yeah. exempt, oh you heard, they feel exempt, what makes you think that, so, um, they did a, a actual protest on Saturday, and Sunday, Saturday, it got rowdy, Apparently, a police officer got hot, you know, hit or whatnot. It was, it was a bit much. They they, they ruined some cars. We had some oh, wow. protests here. Mm-hmm. And then on um, Saturday night, you know, the, the mayor's like, we won't stand for this again. You know, we're a red state. So, right. Um, you know, we have these issues with the um, politicians as it is. So he, on Sunday, is already, like, ramped up. He got snipers on the roof. So the people downtown, that's more of a culturally different background than what's at the, at the beaches. Oh, wow. Okay? So they're peaceful. They get no disruption. He puts a curfew in place. At 7 p.m., he says the curfew's at 8. Yeah, a lot of places, the curfew's been earlier and earlier. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, well, man. They haven't had no curfew. Oh, wow. So you place the curfew at 7 o'clock for 8 o'clock. Like, people going to be arrested. Like, yes. In our city. Yes. So, you have so an hour to that, get home. Pretty you much. an hour to get home. But you don't even know. You don't even know who, so who knows where you are. Messages. They sent out text messages to everybody with the area code 904. Oh, wow. Okay? That's how they notified everybody. So, then, make matters even worse. Limited resources, access to health care, and things of that nature, right? They shut down the COVID-free testing sites here talking about they're afraid people are going to protest and riot them see this is this is the total it sounds like the total opposite of collaboration right right that's crazy so everyone that um needs the access to the covid testing sites 
and the free healthcare sites, they closed them. Wow. Like, oh, we don't want you protesting and doing all that. Really? Wow. So, yeah. And we are in the South, okay? It is what it is. Um, I mean, there's issues. Yeah, but, I mean, we got to we gotta change this, though, man. Like, oh, yeah. you know what's crazy, Jade? Like, before you went to the South, did you really know about the South, though? Like, you know, like, just visiting? I mean, I was there visiting a lot. Um, I had my own encounters. So, the first time I ever heard that being mixed was an abomination was here in the South. And I was, I was six years old. Wow. So, I mean, I had my own personal experiences prior to that. Um, I've never, ever claimed being mixed. I've always claimed being a little black girl because the census didn't even have a, a biracial check mark until the 2000s. I mean, I grew up way before that. Right, so, right, right. I've never known anything else. Right. I don't have fully Caucasian people in my family, so everybody just big mixed. old melting So, you know, hearing that for the first time when I was like six, I'm like, what does that what mean? What does that mean? mean? My mom was like, cover your ears. Like, don't listen. I'm just like, I don't know what that even means. What the hell does it mean? I know your mom was livid. That's yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah, she went off and they were talking about, yeah. you know, um, what you call it, a uh, freaking uh, arresting her, right? Wow. So that was a whole issue when I was younger. So now imagine oh. if you would never, if you would have never had that experience. And you would have just moved down south. Like, there's like think about people who are in the north, like in New Yorkers. Think about New Yorkers, because a lot of New Yorkers and stuff move down south. And because the life, you know, life is easier and stuff like that as far as money and how things work out. But think about that stuff. Like, I was talking to my friend because she was like, oh, I'm going to move. I'm going to move to this state, this state. And I'm like, girl, do you know anything about these states you're talking about? Yeah, you need to know the advance. Yeah. You need to know the demographic. You know, look at the companies, um, right. whether or not it's a diverse company. Right, right. That's a whole process. And the companies in the, in the area, even if you're not going right. to work, just to know what type of area you're in. Exactly. Researching the neighborhoods, things of that nature. You definitely need to know in advance. So when I finally officially moved, right, uh, in my teen years, I moved to Alabama. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> My mom had it out for me. I don't know what's wrong with her. But anyway, I was like... That's an experience. They called me, call me the New York girl they, the whole time. Oh, the New York girl. Listen, when I come to Memphis... Me a Yankee. They when I, people call me a Yankee. Yep. Because you're so New York. I was like, eh, I don't know. But the boys loved it, you know. They, they like that New York swag. They do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that another topic Every time I go down south, like, you know, I was born in Memphis, so going down south is, like, is common for me. But, you know, going down from growing up, I always, you know, being around my grandmother and my aunts and stuff, they always taught me certain things that I, I probably would have never learned up here. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's crazy, like, you know. My, my first time being asked to be out of a car, I was in Georgia. I was in my 20s. Wow. First time I ever was asked to get out of a car. That's scary. I would have been scared. Speeding ticket. Oh my god! And I was in. I was all. I was driving from Jacksonville to Atlanta. Okay, so this is like Forsyth, Georgia, small country bumpkin town. Probably population maybe ten thousand. And I was speeding like twelve over. And he pulls me. He pulls me out. Like checks my driver's. I like, takes the driver's license back to the car. Again, no issues, no record, no nothing. But my tent on my windows was super dark. So he's like, you know, you have it over the legal. I'm like, I don't live here. I don't live in Georgia. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is okay in Florida. Like, I'm right. Care. So he's like, well, can I get out? Can I take a look at the trunk? And I'm like, why? Are you like, serious? What? Yes. 
This happened to you me. You were by yourself? Years old. Yes, I was by myself. On the side of the freaking interstate asking me to get out of the car. It does not matter. Girl. It was crazy. So that was my first Unnecessary. Being, like, asked, yes, it was super unnecessary. And he was like, because I know my rights. We have police officers in my family. Right, you know? right. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't. I don't agree with that. And he's like, well, we can get a dog to sniff around it. Like, I'm like, bro, I got to get to Atlanta. I don't have time. Just open the trunk. There's nothing for you to find. What? Like, I got to go. Yeah, it was crazy. See, stuff like that makes me want to just stay in New York. And then I'm like, we're in Trump Island right now. I got to get up out of (laughs) here. Good luck with that one. I know. (laughs) Wow. But but it is crazy out here. And I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of good cops, too. So we got to say that as well. There's a lot of great cops here. There's a lot of people here that support and uplift. There's, There's even great politicians that I've met, too. You know? So everyone's not bad. Definitely. However... I read, I was reading something on one of the many tweets that said, if you have 10 bad cops and a thousand good cops, right. but the thousand good cops don't say anything, it doesn't then matter. You have a thousand and ten bad cops. It's true. Stand up all the way tall for, for your community, or you don't stand up at all. Because right. at the end of the day, like, you can't really play the gray area. I know there's a whole blue code, I get it, but the rules and the policies will help break that down. Right. And help. And just like you mentioned before, we have to have those checks and balances in place. Like, and they have to be taken serious. It can't just be like, oh, that's my friend. Um, Let's let it slide. And that's really how things go. Yeah. So you want to see people People lose their life? life. Yeah. Mm -mm. So that's that's a whole other next level of this. So, like, but the policies and procedures and the checks and balances are not in place. Mm-hmm. They just are allowed to do whatever, whatever. they want to do. Yeah. And, you know, they, they went out and spent all of our tax dollars, even our city, on body cams. But no one checks behind to make sure they're using them. Right. Wow. What's the point of having them? Right. Just so it looks good on paper. Exactly. But there's always that loophole. It's like, okay, y'all want us to have body cams to come protest for that? Great. We'll go out and buy $500,000 worth. You know what? Being an um, educator, I see things behind the scenes that I'm like, obviously, I've never seen before, never yeah. even knew. And I feel like we do have control of this. We have so much yeah. control of this stuff and people just playing people playing. They they they're greedy. And that's why things are not in place the way they need to be in place. That's why it's right. like, OK, so this is your system. Then we need to start creating new systems and put and just really taking care of business. But we don't know that we have the power. That's the thing. Yeah. We haven't been educated about what are the resources and what is the system? What does it consist of? So it's like if we don't have the resources, then and we haven't been taught yeah. how to navigate through this system and how to be politically addressing situations, of course, we're going to get enraged and we're going to do whatever and burn down because... We haven't been taught anything. Right. And we don't know the back end. It's a system that they built that has been working against us. Right, right, right. Even, even in the 2000s, it, it's proven. Right. So the fact is, yes, civil rights happened. But because no one was increasing their knowledge and spreading and sharing, and again, that comes with the collaboration point, it's like, if I get knowledge, I give knowledge. Right. Right? So that new webinar came up. It came about because... I actually registered my business incorrectly. So I decided, oh, my God, I finally figured out the keys 
to being approved from a government perspective during this COVID. I, I was not struggling in business. Wow. So I said, I need to share this knowledge with yeah. everyone else on how to properly structure so that they can be in a better position, God forbid, if this happens again, another splurge of it. And then also like hurricane related government assistance. You can qualify for so much more if you're structurally doing the right thing from the beginning. So as soon as I figured it out and got myself set up and got approved for all these things, I was like, oh my God, everybody needs to know this. I don't think they, they know this. Right, right. People operating as sole proprietors, right? So you get, you get a 1099 for uh, It Works? Yeah. So you can turn that 1099 into the business account and then pay yourself and become a payroll protection available that's the kind of stuff that i'm addressing in my webinars we need to have a conversation on the side <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like, no dead ass <laughs> I, have a, I have basketball referees who they're retired and they uh-huh. need basketball referees uh-huh. so this is how the conversation came about okay they started telling me like yeah i didn't get you know I, I, i'm sole proprietor but i didn't get any money from the payroll protection forgivable loan right so i'm like well you could have deposited and paid yourself like a business and then you would have had a paycheck and you would have been able to pay your taxes out early instead of paying them at the end of the year. That's a whole nother ballgame too. So the, the fact of the matter is there's a system that's out there that's available. To that people, we don't know about. But you haven't been informed. Man. So how the heck are you going to know about it? It's like, you know, and then we don't have business owners in our family. Right. That's teaching us right. how to navigate through business. Right. And how to navigate. You know, we have people who have pensions and good jobs. I mean, so and that's what they tell us to do. They tell us to go out, get a pension, get a good job. Um, I can't think of that name in that paper that my dad used to always bring home. And I'm like, like that dude, ha- I've taken every police test. I've passed them all. Like <laughs> Suffolk what? police, I got a 94 in Suffolk police test. I should be a police officer somewhere. The guy's like, dude, you have skills like a detective. Yeah, I know. I was raised with police. Like, you know, it's this is just what we do. But at the same time, it's just whatever. I'm an educator. And I'm glad I'm an educator because I see um, I'd rather be an educator because I could touch so much more. I can impact so much more. You know what I'm saying? Like being a police officer, I, we need to skip generations and stuff. Now I need to get the kids. I need to get you the know youth. What? I'm so thankful. And, and thank you for becoming a teacher because... Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, our kids, that's where, that's what's going to be. When we talk about the long haul, we're not just doing whatever we do now for them. It's, we're it's, doing it for us. Yes. For the, for the future them. For yes. The after them. Yes. The foundation, and the, that's the part of that generational cycle, right? So, if you think beyond the housing situation and redlining, right? You think about the fact is, they did the redlining so they put all the access to the taxes resources into the better schools right the better resources right again the access to resources is where we've been falling short so you're over there and you're working with these students and maybe you don't have as much you go to a school in the white neighborhood the predominantly white neighborhood and it's like oh wow you know you've got the best yeah we see it yeah for everybody you know all of the different resources that you don't have in certain neighborhoods right um, funding wise so now you have overpacked school you know classrooms and things so I was just talking with a teacher friend of mine here where they recently had 1700 teachers in the last year that were for Teach for America mm-hmm. predominantly Caucasian persuasion quit in Duval County wait what why they're on a hiring like bonanza right now because we don't have teachers here 
So they left here. Wait, te- you, they, they teach for America. It's all over. Right. Yeah, it's all over. So they came to Jacksonville to teach. Okay. And they left. Like, quit. Like, that's crazy. So there's some teacher friends of mine that work here too. They're trying to introduce an uh, authentic educators program where um, they can help build a bridge for the cultural differences. So you've got white teachers here quitting on the kids here. So they're feeling like, bye. Like, I'm telling you, the access to teachers here is so limited. So you have very, like, I've got teachers that's got, like, 50 kids in one class. Stop playing. I'm serious. It's in the the worst neighborhoods, of course. Oh, man. So you've got teachers, I mean, and they're like, those are my babies. Like, I got to look out for them. But the resources here, when that teacher told me that she had 50 in one class, I was like, how do you get them to calm down? Right. I'd be tapping someone on the desk all the time. I, I mean, just the, the resources here is so limited on, you know, disappropriated how they're dishing it out. Right. You know, I mean, taxpayers' dollars were going into the neighborhoods and the areas mm-hmm. that are, you know, the better neighborhoods, the better districts. And, and so it all stems from what was happening with the mortgage industry years ago. Wow. Why do you think they got that whole, oh, the disclaimer where we don't uh, approve you based on your race and your gender. Right? right, right, right. They implemented that in 74, 1974. But guess what happened after that? They found another loophole. They always they find found a loophole. Calls. And they gave us subprime loans. The loans that gain additional interest over time because they can change your interest rate. It's not fixed. Right. So they started approving. It didn't matter if you had 800 credit score. They started approving people. Right? But when people were applying, it was like people were applying because they needed it. They needed it, and they were excited, and they right. and, but they hadn't been informed about the difference between right. a subprime loan. So again, the educational piece, the resource of what they're actually receiving, what right. are the resources they're even receiving, are they even worth it? Right. So you have a whole other educational element, and it, it's a continuous system. You can go to neighborhoods in the MLK district where they push the sub everyone over, right? So you can go to these different places. And while you go to these places, you're like, oh, my God. Like, why is it always the black neighborhood? Well, it's because that's what they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. That's the system that they gave us. Right. And, and so people are angry. People are mad. They're, they're um, you know, ready to fight. Hello. It's because, because that's all they know. That's all they know. That's they all they know. know. How to do things in a better manner. So I'm not saying that. Oh, I don't blame, you know, I blame them so much that's partially they can determine right from wrong, right? Definitely. But their experiences have taught them, like, this is all I know. I don't know how to be tactical and strategize and mobilize and help collaborate with. I don't, I haven't learned that. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm in survival mode. I just need to survive. And if if that means I got to look and take things because I ain't never had nothing. I can, I'm just going to take it right now. Right. Y'all can take it from me. That's the survival mode that right. they have. It, is, it has nothing to do with being greedy. It has to do with survival. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, it's not being greedy because they. If how how are you being greedy? You you didn't have. If you didn't have right. before, you don't even know what it is to be greedy. You know, right. it's just survival, like you said. And man, it's just crazy. It is. It is like next. That's level. why, like in the classroom, like I see with the youth, with the like I'm in a high school and I see kids struggle a lot with 
like a lot of kids don't work together. So I'm in a town, you know how it is out here with different towns. Every town has its own district and different towns. Sometimes they may have beef with a town next door, like not necessarily crazy beef, but you just, you might not get along with the people. So I try to tell my students, I'm like, listen, you guys are fighting each other in your own town. You guys are like family and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize there are people that I've grown up with in my town that I'm still cool with that I could just hit up on whatever just because we've built that family bond. I try to tell, I'm like, you guys don't understand. When you get older, 20 years later, you came, you all came from this town. You graduated from this school. You had me as a teacher. This is the experience that you guys had. These other people out there, they don't have the experience you have. They have a totally different experience. They don't even know you the way we know each other. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm try, I try to teach that with these kids. And when they have issues, like, because when we have issues, it's a whole different level. We got gangs. And I got a lot of MS in my class because, I've, 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 you know, I, I see what the, what the kids wear and stuff like that. And it's just, we just know it's there, you know. So yeah. it's like, I have to, my goal, like, every day is to how to help, how to help these kids learn how to work together. Like collaborating is my number one goal. And any lesson that I have, I need these kids collaborating because they don't even, they'll, you have four different kids come from the same country, the same country. Now you have that in common. When you come from different countries, that's a, that's a special bond to have with someone. They'll be from the same country and be at the same table and won't speak to each other. And I'll be like, okay, guys work together. No, I want to do it by myself. And I'm like, no, let me show you how to do this. When I show them how to do different pieces because I know their skills and I just say, don't worry about the whole thing. Just do this little part, do this little part. And they put it together and they see and it's like, wow. I'm like, this is the goal that we need to get to. This is the mentality that you guys need to have outside of my classroom when you go to work. You know, work together with your people because these are your people. It's not just your family. It's not just your family. When you step outside and your family's not there, are you by yourself or do you have some people? And that's a big deal, especially now, you know, a lot of my students, you know, they come, they come from, you know, I have a lot of students who are immigrant students and they come from other countries. They, they see what America is based on TV and they just see, cause I'm, I'm just going off the stories that they tell me because we have open conversation in the class and they just see black and white. So they ask me cause I'm a black teacher, but I'm a black teacher that speaks their language. And they're like, okay, miss. So what's up with the black people? What, what, what's up with this? And they, I'm like, say it all, you know, it is, this is not going to go outside the room or anything like that as far as names and stuff. And they really, they're curious to know why white people are racist here in America because racism's everywhere, but America racism is different. It's different. I feel like it's different than any other country. Um, so yeah, and it's yeah, it's different. It's real different. And and the slavery that has you know everything the racism racism that has hap- has occurred and continuously occurs here. Um, a lot of it is passed and allowed, and it's continuously taught through generations. And when my students come to me, they're looking at me and they're like, okay, miss, I'm just trying to understand. I don't get it because they look at their white teachers and they're like, these teachers tells them, no, you can't go to the bathroom. They're like, oh, she's racist. 
because this is like it's so extreme but this is what they see on tv they see white people as racist they come in here and a white person is telling them this and they don't the white person may not be communicating with them on a level that i can because of the language barriers or whatever the case may be so now you have these boundaries that are set that create this feeling between the, that teacher and the student that you can't get cross it and when i can communicate between both i'm like guys you just everything's cool everybody's cool <laughs> like you know what i mean so it's it's crazy and teaching collaborate like people don't even realize how much of an impact and difference you can make with collaborating and educating each other i think it's important like you said you know i'm that's why i'm all about educating people about whatever whatever i know that i can help you with let me let you know and if i don't know it i might know somebody let me put you in that direction because i want to see all my people win One thing is for sure, um, I'm happy that you're talking about the collaboration in your area as well, mm-hmm. because the, the most important thing that we could be doing right now is coming together with the resources. That's it. We have to come together with the resources. So I'm hopeful that we can put it together um, here, you know, in Florida, especially if anywhere, like I've reached out to anyone and everyone just to send the message and, and I'm just going to continue to send messages, hoping that someone listens, Right. you know, and um, even and if one like, person, even if it's one person, that's okay because that will transpire to the next. Exactly. So I'm just like, I'll just send, keep sending out messages and, and writing in their contact us on their websites. Like somebody's in turn going to pass it on eventually. <laughs> yeah. Know? Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they do the same, you know, where you are too, because we have to do something for our youth and our teachers, yep. give them better resources. We have to do something, better training resources for yep. the police. Everybody needs education. Education on how to interact differently, because you got to think if the officers, the, the ones that are the bad ones, because there are so many good ones, I, I just want to keep, there are great officers out there, but the bad ones, they don't have an opportunity to unlearn the things they've been learning, right? Nope. I talk about the, the firefighter program that my friend has been through. He went through it, and they actually said, this is how you communicate right. with this age group. This is what we expect from you. They set expectations. Mm. They help, had different seminars that they had to attend. So there's a whole other process that we don't do. And the qualifications to become a police need to be stricter. They say, oh, well, they don't pay police enough. They don't They don't give them enough money. Okay, well, increase yeah. it. I would rather you increase the amount of training and education for them and then go out and hold them to accountable so that you can justify the taxes that need to go towards their salary. Right, right. Like, justify it. Because you pay them less, they're just going to be disgruntled. And the same thing goes with teachers, too. You guys need to get paid more, too. But, again, it's like, they don't understand. I think teachers have really been uh, glorified now that the parents I know. know exactly what's going on. And they're like, golly, this kid is getting on my nerves. Look, like, you're thinking, dang, if I have to stay home with this kid all day, what do I have to deal with from a perspective of, you know, in the classroom? Like, oh, my God. And it's like multiple of them. Right. <laughs> 30. So I think but the education piece of it is so important yes. to every aspect every single aspect of it and the thing is when i collaborate which is that's the that's the message i want to because we gotta i know instagram cuts off half an hour so. oh yeah yeah 
you know, I have to watch it. So the, the message for the collaboration part of it, the piece of it, is that when we bring ourselves to the table with each of us having a different dish, let's call it the potluck of characteristics and skill sets, I'm bringing to the table um, this side dish. You might be bringing the turkey. You might be bringing this other side dish, but we can bring together and we can eat together in a whole meal. Right. So those skills translate to graphic design and this one uh, is financial and then this one is strategy. Whatever your skill sets are, let's bring them together and then we can make this thing even more powerful with yes. our joint efforts, network, everything that we could be doing. So the message that we're getting right now, it's just bunch of messages yeah i mean i hate to say it like that but no it's it not is a cohesive message it is not a cohesive agenda and policy for reform that needs to happen right now right so but it could be wow Wow, what a good combo, girl. What a good combo, man. I'm glad we had this conversation because it's it's important, man. Collaborating. <laughs> Collaborating. <laughs> Collaboration is everything, man. So yes. So I look forward to the business webinar. I hope you want it too. Yes, right. I'm a, I'm jumping on. I'm gonna be on it now. Okay, good. Yes. I'm gonna get some info. I'm a, um I'm gonna text you soon. I'm about to end this now because it says it's about okay. to end. I want I want to delete it. I want to save it. And um. Yeah, we definitely have to have some conversations about some things, some business adventures yeah. and stuff, and make sure we got some things tied up. Okay, sounds good. All right, girl. Thank you for time. Okay, bye. Yes, it's been lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Jonesy with Jonesy podcast, the podcast where we talk about focus, future, faith, fun, fitness, finances, and so much more. All millennial talk. Thanks again, Jade, for joining us today in today's episode and talking about collaborating and things like that. Remember, guys, show love, comment, give your reviews, hit me up on social media, let me know what you think. Thanks again, Jones with Jonesy Podcast.